One of my favorite thing, uh, things about children, and uh, especially when they're really young, and let's, let's not use this space, for example, because what I'm going to say, some of you moms will be like, no, 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 my kids are really good at this. But one of my favorite things about children is they are terrible at hiding. Little kids are awful at hiding. Like, but some of, like I said, some of you, um, yes, uh, Kai uh, one time was trying to hide in the clothing racks. And I was impressed at his commitment to actually put himself into the t-shirt and stay super still. Like, that was his hiding spot. Uh, but if you know anything about the little ones in your house, they'll start asking to play hide-and-seek, they'll tell you to close your eyes, and then they will go hide. And so, needless to say, there's feet hanging out, there's heads that forgot to get covered, they'll be standing behind curtains, and you'll see their feet, and you have to pretend like you don't see them forever, and the, the game gets drug out, and then you have to act surprised that they were hiding. It's this whole thing you do, and, and obviously children think, well, if, if I can't see you, then you can't see me, and that's kind of how they live, and so children are terrible at hiding. They're not good at it. Yes, you're not good. You were not good at hiding. Now, maybe a little better, but eventually you got better at it. Um, one of the things that you will learn, middle school students. How many of you are in middle school right now? Raise your hands, middle schoolers. Be proud of it. Be proud. I'm a middle schooler and I rock it. Um, middle school was an interesting time for me uh, because you would have thought you, you'd stop hiding after elementary school, but in fact, it actually gets worse. We become better as we get older at hiding. Like, our skills just get so much better as we get older at hiding. In middle school, one of the things that, that I chose to hide behind was making people laugh. That's what I wanted to do. And you know why I wanted to make people laugh? Was so that they weren't laughing at me. It was the way I wanted to operate. It's like if I can beat them to the punch and I can make a joke about someone or something, then they won't laugh at me. Because see, in middle school, you're really concerned with standing out, but not standing out too much. Because if you stand out too much, then obviously you get made fun of. And so you want to be like, oh, I'm going to do something, but I'm not going to do too much because I don't want to get laughed at. And middle school is hard. Because you're just learning how effective you can be at hiding. And you start picking those things up. I want to be like everybody else, right? Even though we would never say that, it's what drives us. It's why we would buy the ridiculous clothes we wore in the 90s. Right? Those of you that remember the 90s, you remember what clothes you hid behind? Because everyone else was hiding behind those same clothes. It's why we do what we do. We listen to the same music as everyone else because we don't want to stand out too much. Middle school is a tough time but you're growing in your ability to hide. In high school, um, basketball was what I hid behind. Like, I, that was all I wanted to be known for was just that I played basketball. And I hid behind it because it was what I was good at, and I didn't want anybody else to know anything really more. Now, high school is an interesting time because there are people in high school that will say, I'm, I'm hiding, but then there are also people in high school who love to say, I'm so different, Right? In high school, did you have that friend who's like, I'm just so different than everybody, right? Like, I'm so different, right? Like, oh man, I just don't fit in because I'm so different. Like, it's what they want you to start saying about them, so they tell you they're different, right? 
And so in high school, we get better at hiding. It's just weird what we hide behind. We hide behind things of, I'm different. We hide behind sports. We hide behind, you know, whatever identities we start holding on to. We're just getting better at hiding. We're just learning what it means to hide. And then you get out of high school. And you get into college. And that weird 20-something phase. Right? Because no one cares about your glory days. No one does. No one cares that you were the captain of the basketball team at your high school when you're on a college campus with a whole bunch of people who also had glory days. And no one cares about that. So you're struggling because now you don't have anything to hide behind because everything you were hiding behind, no one cares about. So you got to start picking up new things to hide behind, right? Like, you gotta, I, I gotta, I gotta, oh wait, wait, I gotta, okay, so everybody's hiding behind this, and so now I gotta hide behind, ooh, school. I gotta get that grade. And I gotta, I gotta rush for this, and I gotta, I gotta be a part of this group, and I'll pay much of, a, a whole bunch of money to be a part of this group, because that will get me where I wanna go, right? In college, you just pick up the skills even better to hide. And then you get out of college and you are a grown person who would never play hide-and-seek. No, you're playing hide-and-seek in public now. Grown folks, we're the worst at hiding. Because we're the ones who are supposed to have it all together, right? Like, I should have every answer possible to every question there is by the time I'm an adult, whenever that is. We're the best at hide-and-seek. Children, they're learning, but we got them beat because we can hide behind anything, can't we? There should be a course, honestly, for those of us who have made those transitions that would make us aware to the fact we are going to start grabbing at anything and everything to hide behind. And all of the things we choose to hide behind, whatever identity, whatever thought, whatever words we see on TV, I mean, Sprite said, image is everything, I believe, and we actually bought that. Like, we did. We were like, oh, that's so good. It's right. We love it. And so we hide behind anything and everything so that we can declare we have it all together. That's really what we want the world to think. I remember, uh, I mean, this must have been at least 12 years ago. I was at the Y uh, exercising, and there was this dude who was gigantic. He looked like the Hulk. And somebody asked him, hey, man, how much can you lift? And the guy was like, it's not really how much you can lift. It's, it's how much other people think you can lift. That's what it's about. And I mean, he hit the nail on the head, right? Like, that's what we want. We, we may not have it all together, but as long as so-and-so thinks we do, then we're good, right? That's what hiding does. That's what saying, you know what? I just, I gotta have this face up so that everyone will think I'm strong. But then you have the overly confident person who says, I don't hide or anything. I'm as real as it comes, man. And that's still hiding, still hiding. Just because you admit that you're real, <laughs> chances are you're not. <laughs> if you have to tell people you're real, you could be hiding too. See, we're professional hiders, really. We are. We want to get better at it too. That's the hard part of hiding. Hiding is what we're good at, and um, we've actually inherited that skill from our first parents. Adam and Eve 
And uh, unlike PETA's ability, I don't know if you guys have seen this picture, uh, if you're a Hunger Games fan, like when he painted himself like a rock. That's so creepy, right? But it was a skill he was growing in, like he was working on. Do you remember in the movies when he's like actually practicing painting himself like a rock? Like we actually practice our hiding. Like the things, we want to get better at hiding, don't we? Because it's just really, really difficult to be honest with ourselves, with God, and with others. But were we made to hide? There was a time when hiding wasn't an option, and it wasn't even a thought. And I know this is going to be really hard for us to imagine because we are so good at hiding, but I want you to go back to the beginning with me because we have to go to the beginning to know why hiding is not what we were meant for. Adam and Eve lived fully known by God. God made them. He gave his life. He gave them life. He gave them meaning. He was their purpose. He was their joy. Because they were with him, they knew security. They knew provision. They knew care. And they knew what it meant to be alive. Genesis chapter 2, starting in verse 4. When the Lord God made the earth and the heavens, neither wild plants nor grains were growing on the earth. For the Lord God had not yet sent rain to water the earth, and there were no people to cultivate the soil. Instead, springs came up from the ground and watered all the land. Then the Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground. He breathed the breath of life into the man's nostrils, and the man became a living person. Skipping down to verse 15. The Lord God placed the man in the Garden of Eden to tend and watch over it. But the Lord God warned him, You may freely eat the fruit of every tree in the garden, except the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. If you eat its fruit, you are sure to die. Then the Lord God said, It's not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper who is just right for him. So the Lord God formed from the ground all the wild animals and all the birds of the sky. He brought them to the man to see what he would call them. And the man chose to name each for each one. He gave names to all the livestock, all the birds of the sky, and all the wild animals, but still there was no helper just right for him. So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. While the man slept, the Lord God took out one of the man's ribs and closed up the opening. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib, and he brought her to the man. At last, the man exclaimed, this one is bone from my bone and flesh from my flesh. She will be called woman because she was taken from man. This explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife. And the two are united into one. Verse 25. Now the man and his wife were both naked, but they felt no shame. Naked? I don't like the sound of that. What would their parents think? Oh my... Like, some of you right now, you're uncomfortable at this thought, gives evidence that we are not okay with the way God made things. (laughs) But the truth is, they felt no shame. What would your life look like if you felt no guilt or shame? And I'm not talking, please hear me out. I am not talking about bucking the system and going, I'm just not going to feel guilty over anything anymore. That's not what I'm talking about. What if your life was not driven by hiding? What would your life look like? Who would you look like if you were okay with masks being gone? Facades being over? 
fig leaves that you would cover yourself with were dropped. What would your life look like? How different would things be? Adam and Eve woke to the eyes of Creator God. To have God look at them and say, I stretched the heavens, I put the stars where they are, I put the mountains where they are, I put the waters where they are, I put the fields where they are, I put all these animals in there. But all of that is the housing for my most prized possession, you two. I'm going to set you right in the middle of that. Don't eat from that tree, but everything else, go for it. And if you got any questions, if you got any questions, I'm with you, I'm here, I'll walk with you. Bring them to me. I love you guys. Oh, I just love you guys so much. That's really hard for us to relate to, isn't it? It's very hard for you and I to go, that could happen. There's a reason for that. You know, we have to understand the fall. In Genesis chapter 3, this is how we read. The serpent was the shrewdest of all the wild animals the Lord God had made. One day he asked the woman, Did God really say you must not eat the fruit from any of the trees in the garden? Of course we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, the woman replied. It's only the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden that we are not allowed to eat. God said you must not eat it or even touch it. If you do, you will die. You won't. Die, the serpent replied to the woman. God knows that your eyes will be opened as soon as you eat it, and you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. The woman was convinced. She saw that the tree was beautiful and its fruit looked delicious, and she wanted the wisdom it would give her, so she took some of the fruit and ate it. Then she gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate it too. And at that moment, their eyes were opened, and they suddenly felt shame at their nakedness. So they sewed fig leaves together to cover themselves. When the cool evening breezes were blowing, the man and his wife heard the Lord God walking about in the garden, so they hid from the Lord God among the trees. Then the Lord God called to the man, Where are you? He replied, I heard you walking in the garden, so I hid. I was afraid because I was naked. We hide today for the exact same reason Adam and Eve hid from the Lord. You and I believe that God is holding out on us. You and I believe that we are lacking something. You and I believe that God is not enough. So we take to our own and we hide. We take what we can. We grab a hold of it rather than believing that we were made by God, that He has got our purposes in mind. His life is flowing into us and we get to reflect this beautiful picture of what the garden really established in Genesis. We say, God, you don't know what you're doing. We choose the fruit because we believe God doesn't know what's best. We run after hiding because we can't really believe that he would love us to life. We can't really believe that he would cover us and that he would be the one who would deal with all my guilt and shame. No, I've got to make up for the things that I've done in the past, so I've got to figure out how to sew these leaves together. I'm not really good at sewing, but I'm going to do my darndest to make it happen. We're fragmented. We scramble. We grab at leaves. We do everything we can to appear like everything's good. You know, Facebook 
has become the place to hide. The internet, where everyone's not having as much fun as you think they are because, to quote Portlandia, everyone's cropping out the sadness. Have you seen the video? There's this video I almost showed. It's too dark to actually show, but it's this dude who clearly is sitting down at his computer and on the, on the outs with his girlfriend and they're on the other ends of the couch and he's sitting with his laptop and there's food in between them and he looks over at her and she looks at him and there you can tell they're fighting. But for, on Facebook, he puts, dinner with my boo. <laughs> he gets a bunch of likes. And then he proceeds to um, move on from that scene to another scene where he's actually lost his job because he hasn't been able to perform. And he puts on Facebook, finally out of that dead-end job. Gets a bunch of likes, people telling him, hey, go do what you were made to do. His girlfriend dumps him and he posts, finally single. All the time, you can see his face. He's miserable. He's sitting in his car drinking alone, and he takes this half-blurred picture selfie, and you can see it's him, and he's smiling really big, and he's got a drink in his hand, and he's out on the town drinking alone in his car. Gets a bunch of likes. See, we can hide behind anything, and the Internet has given us the ability to hide in a way I did not know we could do. <laughs> But it's not just the internet. Work, we hide behind work, right? I gotta work. We hide behind our family, oh, it's all for the children, right? Children are everything, we can hide behind our kids. Man, how do we hide behind our children? Let me count the ways. We hide behind church, right? If we just look busy and we keep doing, then no one will ask us how we are because we keep doing, right? We can hide behind the friendships that we have. We can hide behind anything. I don't, I don't have to tell you what you're hiding behind. You know what you hide behind. Most of you do. We make statements. We're busy, busy, busy. We keep talking. We're always talking, right? Because if we stop talking, then we'll have to listen. So we just keep filling the room with words. Never to hear from anyone, but we just keep talking. And scripture does say, where there are many words, sin abounds. So chances are, if you like to talk a lot, what are you hiding? Do you always feel like you have to be the one speaking? Can you not just receive words? Can you not listen? So we can hide behind anything. Pastors, I can hide behind this right here, right? If you've ever been in ministry, you can hide behind this. I can hide behind this. Where are we meant to hide? That's the question. You and I, we thought we knew we were doing a good job in defining who we were, but because we hide behind so many things, we don't even know who we are. Hiding is not what we were made for. Taking the masks off, putting the fig leaves down, dropping the act sounds great, but how do I do it? Better yet, why would you do it, right? Because if you've successfully hidden all of your flaws from everyone else, why would you want to let that down, right? Like, why would you? I got a good thing going, Jason. I have everyone fooled. I have hidden behind everything. No one knows who I am. I don't even know who I am, and it's so good. I don't want to be real with myself, because I know me. 
better than anyone else. But because I've been so good at hiding, I don't have to deal with me. Right? There's no way to talk about authenticity and being real and it be comfortable. It's uncomfortable. It's hard. But if God knows best that we were not made for hiding, then we have to ask him for how. How do I move from hiding to what we'll see scripture teaching to be hidden? And to be hidden is so much better than hiding. At Highland, we do believe that no real growth, and the key word is real, no real growth can happen unless there is authenticity with God, authenticity with ourselves, and authenticity with each other. No real growth can happen unless the truth sets us free. We can hide behind lies and pretend that things are good, or we can say, God, bring me to life. Because what I'm doing ain't cutting it. Today, unfortunately, one of the best places in the country to dress up and put on our Sunday's best is the church. Somehow, we have heard that evidence of Christ's blessing is how put together I am, or how I figure things out on my own, or how I'm not a burden to anyone, right? That's what we do. The place where we were meant to live on the humility of Christ has become a place where we strut in pride. Like, I don't understand why Sunday's best has become what we hide behind. I have known person after person after person who has said, well, Sunday is my day to dress up. But I'm like, Monday through Saturday, your life is a wreck. Why don't you tell people? Why don't you jump into life with people? Well, Sunday is when I give God my best. I wear the right clothes. I say the right things. And unfortunately, in America, some of the greatest hiders right here on a Sunday morning. And granted, I know that we can't get we can't get into each other's lives on a very practical level here on a Sunday morning with the gatherings. But there's something about the desire to hide that we've got to squash. And the only way it gets squashed is not by looking deeper into our own hearts or who we are to define ourselves, to redefine ourselves. According to scripture, the only way hiding ends is when we look at Christ and see who he is and what he's done. In the book of Colossians, which is, if asked, my favorite book in all of scripture, Paul is dealing with people who are actually telling the church that there are things more than Christ that they need. These would be what would be called Judaizers. They were people who were coming after the church and saying, look, This whole faith in Jesus thing, cool, but you got to do these other things. Circumcision, following the law, all the different stuff they were going to put on their shoulders. And Paul is writing to them saying, whoa, whoa, whoa. Slow down and remember who Jesus is. Because you cannot do anything more to please the Father than what Christ alone has done. And it's silly for you to think that you can. And so in Colossians chapter 2, starting in verse 8, Paul reveals what is actually going on. He says, don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies and high-sounding nonsense that come from human thinking and from the spiritual powers of this world rather than from Christ. 
Paul's not saying that the danger is thinking, okay? I want, I want you to hear that. Paul was a thinker. Thinking is great. Thinking is a good thing. We should be using our brains more. Jesus said you should love him with all of your mind. So I hope you will think more and think with God thoughts, just going, God, you're amazing. I don't understand how this works, and this is, this is incredible. But the, the problem is not thinking. It's these thoughts that we run after that actually, if I grab onto that thought... Because it sounds so good, it's going to complete me. And the danger, Paul is saying, is that, guys, look, when you think you grab onto something that sounds good, the problem is it's actually grabbing onto you, and you are securing your prison time. When you grab onto these thoughts that come from the world and not from Christ, you are actually securing yourself, you're capturing yourself, you are wrapping yourself up into a prison sentence. He says, the only way out of this is not to look deeper within, because all you'll find is the struggle. All you'll find is the brokenness. But we actually look on Christ and see what he brings. Putting on masks sounds good to us. Being fake because we don't believe we are loved sounds good to us. Better to be fake than to be rejected, right? That's what we say, right? Because if people knew who I really was, they would not want to hang out with me. If people knew what I really struggled with, they would throw me by the wayside. The remedy is not redefining ourselves, but it's understanding the depth and the riches of Christ. In verse 9, he says this, For in Christ lives all the fullness of God in a human body. So you also are complete through your union with Christ, who is the head over every ruler and authority. Paul makes a beeline for Christ's authority, not his, not ours. And he says, Christ, fully God. And the, 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 the bonus to Christ being fully God is that you and I are also complete. It's such a strange connection right there where it says, in Christ lives all the fullness of God. Not part of the fullness of God, not some of the fullness of God, but all the fullness of God. And a direct result of Christ being fully God, fully man, is that you and I are lacking nothing. No longer needing to complete ourselves. No longer needing to grab at leaves. No longer needing to grab at at papers or whatever else we can do to cover ourselves up. But truly, 100% lacking nothing in Christ, because he's fully God. If he's 50-50, then we're still lacking and we need to scramble. But because he is fully God, there is no more scrambling. But we have all that we need. That word complete means I don't have to add anything. What would our lives look like if we really ran, knowing we don't have to add anything. Like I don't have to look to the world to define me. I don't have to look to success or failure to be the end all for my life, but that truly because Christ has covered me, he has taken me, he has rescued me, I don't have to be fragmented. I don't have to live a broken life where I'm one friend with these guys, I'm one person with these guys, I'm one person with these guys. Isn't that exhausting? Isn't it exhausting to live multiple lives with multiple groups of people? Like, I got my Christian friends, so I can be all Christian. I got my clubbing friends. Hey, I got my business friends. I got, you go all down the road. That's, that's exhausting, right? Unless you like that. If you like forgetting who you are in different groups of people, that's, that's no way to live. Hiding is not what we were meant to do. 
And the freedom comes when we have an understanding of who Christ is. The plus to us understanding that Christ is the head over every ruler in authority is that when those things of this world come at us and say, hey, you need me, hide here. You know what I do? I go, hey, Jesus. So money is saying to me that I need to hide under it because it's going to give me what I want. What are your thoughts on that? I'm the head over every ruler and authority, and it ain't going to do what you think it's going to do. Cool. Money, take off. See, when my children are arguing, it's so funny because my, my kids love to parent each other. And I remember last week, I just said to, I said to Zeke, um, because Zeke and Jude and Kai were, were going at it. They were on each other's nerves, and then they were trying to parent each other. And Kai's like, Zeke said I have to do this. Zeke, I said, is Zeke in charge over you? He's like, No. All right, okay, good, we have that established. Who is in charge? You. Okay, so when Zeke says something about you or to you, and you don't believe him, come to me, and I'll set the record straight. Okay. I thought it was life-changing, but it wasn't, they were like, whatever. <laughs> it was life-changing for me because I understood this whole, the authorities and rulers that are in this world, Christ is over all of them. And so when there are things coming and saying, okay, so athleticism, education, the perfect relationship, the perfect marriage, the perfect parenting skills, the perfect, perfect, whatever it is that comes and says, hey, you need to hide behind me. Come over here. Hide here. This will make it better. We go, hold on. I got to have a conversation with someone real quick. Just a second. No, 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 no. Don't go talk to Jesus. Don't go talk to Jesus. No, I got to go talk to Jesus. I'll be right back. Jesus, perfect parenting's popping its head up again. I'm supposed to be the perfect parent because that's what culture says. Is that true? I've got you. Okay, perfect parenting, take a hike. This is better than hiding. To be hidden in Christ is to be able to go, I'm not a perfect parent. My basketball glory days are done. I failed at business. I crashed a car. I made a mistake. I did this. I did this. But you know what? Jesus said he's got me covered so my life's not over. <laughs> my life isn't over. Being hidden is better than hiding. Listen to what happens when Christ, when we come to Christ in, in Colossians chapter 2. When you came to Christ, you were circumcised. I know that sounds strange, but give me just a second. But not by a physical procedure. Christ performed a spiritual circumcision, the cutting away of your sinful nature. Sinful nature, desire to hide. Sinful nature, desire to run. Sinful nature, thinking anything can cover me more than Christ can, okay? Your sinful nature. For you were buried with Christ when you were baptized, and with him you were raised to new life because you trusted the mighty power of God who raised Christ from the dead. You were dead because of your sins and because your sinful nature was not yet cut away. Then God made you alive with Christ, for he forgave all our sins. He canceled the record of the charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross in this way. I love this. In this way, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them. I love that. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. So whenever you're thinking, I have to be perfect, I have to be strong, just picture Jesus pulling the veil back on the world's philosophies and going, see how busted up they are? 
See how broken that thinking is? It's exactly like the Wizard of Oz moment when the guy's behind the curtain and, and he's revealed for the fraud that he is. Jesus' public death on the cross revealed how weak the things of this world are. This is better than hiding. Are you hidden in Christ? The sinful nature, Adam's hiding, our hiding, our obsession with hiding, is cut away. When I go to hide, I, whoa, 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 wait, wait, new nature. I'm not dead anymore. I'm alive. So the things I used to do or used to want to do, I go, Jesus, hold on. All right. So I used to hide behind job performance. No, no good anymore, right? Right, okay, cool. Not defined by that. Not owned by that. It won't capture me because I've been captivated by Christ. Paul then describes what it looks like to be buried with Christ and raised to new life. Not because we did anything, but because Christ paid the price for us by faith, new life. The dead things of this world don't grab us anymore. They capture you. Again, looking at Christ, we are made alive and forgiven. All your guilt and shame has been dealt with. This is what it means to have our guilt and shame done away with. Not because we become arrogant or boastful in ourselves, going, I'm no longer going to be guilty or ashamed by anything. No, there are things we should feel guilt over. In fact, if you don't, that's psychotic. The truth is, our guilt and shame has been fully dealt with on the cross. That's how people walk with confidence. Not arrogance, but our confidence and our boast is in what Christ alone has done. Why does this matter? As the band comes and we get ready to close this morning, I will be as honest with you as I can. The people that I feel truly the ability to be authentic with the most are those that I know love me the most. The people that I am willing to be authentic with the most are those people who I know love me the most. Here's the, here's the shocker. God loves you most. God loves you most. And he didn't just say it, he showed it to us. He displayed it to us on the cross. So you cannot believe God loves you the most just because you think it unless you're looking at Jesus. There is no full picture of God's love outside of the cross of Christ. And if he loves us most, then we can be authentic with him, like he doesn't know already. But the authenticity part comes when we're real with God and we still find ourselves loved, not based on our behavior, not based on our perfection, but based on what Christ has done, on his perfection. I'm covered by Christ. I am hidden in Christ. And so if I'm loved most by God and I'm able to be real with him, then I can be real with me because he still loves me even when I'm busted up. And if I can be real with him and I can be real with me, then I can be real with others. And I don't care what you think. 
Like if you, you, you can toss your stones, you can do all those things, but I know that Christ has covered me. I can be real, I can be authentic. Now granted, you don't wanna to go too deep too fast, I get that. But in relationship, there's safety to go, I just don't have it together. Like I've made mistakes, I have failed, but I'm covered. We're not talking about authenticity for authenticity's sake. And I, I want you to know that, that a generation is trying to wear I'm real as their badge. That's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is being hidden in Christ. As Paul says in Colossians chapter 3, he says, Since you have been, I love that since. So this has already happened. You've been raised in Christ. For those of you who are in Christ in this room, since you've been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. Listen to verse three. For you died to this life and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. Are you hiding or are you hidden? Are you hiding with what you can pull together, your own abilities, your things, I got it together, hold it together, Jason, or are you hidden? I don't have it all together, but I know he loves me most. And that's going to allow me to keep moving. Success, failure, all the money in the world, no riches at all. Just as Paul would say, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Contentment is what's at risk, folks. Are you hiding or are you hidden? Authenticity and what we reveal are a result of what we love. And this is why full devotion to Christ matters more than anything else. Because he loved us first. So this morning, I'm just going to be as specific as I can. There will be folks who are standing over there who will receive you just to pray for you. If you're struggling with any of these masks or things, and you're, 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 you would say, I'm a Christ follower, but man, I'm really wrestling with some things. And you would say that, and there are some small group leaders and their wives and elders and wives that are going to be willing to stand over there and pray for you. But I'm going to be standing right over here. And if you're one who's like, I have never dropped the act. I just need you to pray for me because I don't know what it means to be hidden in Christ. I know what hiding is, but I don't know anything about being hidden. I want to pray for you. I want to go to coffee. I want to wrestle with the big truths that Jesus has set us free and forgiven us of sin with you. Are you hiding or are you hidden? Father, we love you. And I just ask that in these moments as we just sing our guts out as we respond in prayer as we respond in stillness and quiet that you truly would bring us freedom by revealing what we're hiding behind it is your good pleasure to reveal to us that the things we're choosing to hide behind are not sufficient and it's for our good when we respond with I believe you God I need to be covered in what Christ has done I believe you. Help us run to you and not be captured by the things of this world. It's in your name we pray.